and grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. In 1955, Jim and Wanin Dahl started a bakery about a half mile from their home in Portland, Oregon. Long before the health food craze began, these two were making organic bread, which they called Nature Bake. The couple had six children, and eventually all of the kids worked in the bakery, too. And from the outside, they seemed like your typical hard-working family. But their son, Dave, felt like the bad seed. In his teenage years, Dave grew distant from his family and from his church, and even dropped out of school. He was depressed, had trouble making friends, and even became suicidal. By age 12, he was doing drugs. By 16, he was dealing marijuana. By his mid-20s, he was into math. He even robbed stores for video games and even stole some cars. By the time he was 22, Dave was a full-fledged criminal. Eventually, he had 14 different mugshots. When he was in jail at age 38, he asked for help and was prescribed an antidepressant. Maybe it was the medication, or maybe it was the fact that he admitted he needed help, but after that, Dave started looking at the world differently. In December 2004, at the age of 41, Dave was released from prison. His older brother, Glenn, who had inherited the family bakery, admitted that he saw something different in his brother. He wanted to give Dave a second chance. And so he welcomed him back to the bakery. Well, actually, while Dave was away, Glenn had hired a number of other people who had spent time in prison. Because that's what their father had done when he ran the bakery. So it only seemed natural to do the same thing for his own brother. But Dave hardly remembered how to bake bread. It had been over 10 years since he had been in the bakery. Well, eventually, he started to remember. And within a few months, they went to market with some new recipes. The family's old brand of Nature Bake was replaced with a new one. Dave's Killer Bread. Dave said that he just wanted to make bread that people would enjoy. And apparently he did. Because Dave's Killer Bread took off. By 2012, only seven years after its founding, the company's revenue exceeded $53 million. Dave then met his girlfriend, Michelle, put a down payment on a house, and became the president of the Dave's Killer Bread brand. He even became the literal face of the company with a little cartoon version of himself on the bread logo. Today, you can find his bread in all 50 states. Dave's time in prison, 
his recovery and his growth in the company have become part of the company's brand story. You can read about it on their website and on the bread packaging itself. Because honestly, who doesn't like a rags to riches story? Who doesn't like hearing when the underdog becomes the achiever? Who doesn't like it when someone in prison rehabilitates themselves and then becomes successful? I mean, that's the American dream, right? Make good choices, work hard, and you can be successful too. That story has become part of the appeal of Dave's killer bread, along with the taste of the bread, of course. But it sounds like Jesus might not celebrate that story the same way we do. In today's gospel reading, we get the famous Beatitudes from the start of the Sermon on the Mount. And the list of people that Jesus calls blessed are not the underdogs who have made it. In fact, they're just the underdogs. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. These are the people at the bottom of the social totem pole. These are people who do not have the rags-to-riches story. Instead, these are people who have had a lot of nasty stuff thrown at them in life. Or these are people who have willingly chosen a hard life. As in, blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Right? These are the people who have known hardship and pain and loneliness in life. So why in the world does Jesus call them blessed? I mean, we understand why people like Dave might be blessed, but what about these people? Well, Jesus calls them blessed because honestly... They're the ones who need that reminder the most. Consider this. Right before this famous opening of the Sermon on the Mount, the text says this. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mount. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying... Well, in the passage right before this one, we hear who these crowds of people are. They came from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. And they were, quote, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, and paralytics. So in other words, these are people who are used to being pushed aside in life. These are the ones who are in the gutter and don't get out of it. These are the people at the bottom. And yet, these are the ones Jesus calls blessed. 
it seems backwards. And that's precisely the point. Jesus is reminding these people that God still cares for them. That God still loves them. That God sees them as important. You see, in that day, it was thought that the more material things you had, the more blessed you were by God. Which is how we still often think today. Right? Like, we like to say, count your blessings. Which really means stop whining about all the stuff you don't have and look at all the good stuff you do have. It's all about stuff. And the more stuff you have, the better. Like having a successful company, a marriage, a house, that sort of thing. All of the stuff that Dave eventually had. But for Jesus, though, blessing is not about stuff. It's not even about success stories. For Jesus, being blessed is simply a reminder that you matter. You are not forgotten. You are treasured and valuable and worthwhile. And God is there with you. When your life is falling apart, God is still holding on to you. Dave needed to hear that from his brother Glenn. Right? When Glenn hired him back on at the bakery after his time in prison, he was telling Dave that he still belonged to the family. He was not forgotten. He was still important and worthwhile. Even today, the Dave's Killer Bread Company emphasizes the fact that a third of their workforce has a criminal background. So good for them for giving jobs to these people who need them, right? But what about the other two-thirds of the people who work there? What about everybody else in life who does not have a criminal background? What about those of us who are not down and out in life? Yeah, we might not be making millions of dollars from a bread company, but we're also not spending time in jail either. So what about us? Does the fact that Jesus names certain people as blessed mean that others like us, are not blessed? No, of course not. Think of it this way. Imagine a student in school who needs extra help. When the teacher pays extra attention to that student, does it mean the teacher cares more for that student than all the other ones? No. It just means that student needs extra care. Jesus is not saying that the people he mentions are the only ones who are blessed. Instead, he's saying that they are blessed too. Because being successful in the eyes of the world is not what makes you blessed. 
It's God's love that does that. No matter what your life looks like. For example, consider the rest of Dave's story. Even though he was out of prison and had become the president of the company, his life still wasn't perfect. There was some growing tension between Dave and Glenn, both personally and professionally. Because Glenn thought he was the one who had worked hard, and yet Dave was overshadowing him as the success story of the company. Dave was literally the face on the packaging, and it was called Dave's Killer Bread, not Glenn's Killer Bread. Dave's rising star and Glenn's jealousy put a strain between the two brothers. Plus, Dave started drinking again. So much so that the new board of directors took notice and told him to take a sabbatical and go into rehab. At one point during his stint in rehab, Dave met up with an old buddy named Chris. The two were drunk decided to go for a ride, and Dave let Chris drive his car. Later, when the police found the car, they also found Chris's body in some blackberry bushes. Chris's partner, Barbara, blamed Dave for what happened to him. After Dave was arrested, he was treated in a psychiatric hospital and released. Dave's official website says, Dave is no longer affiliated with Dave's Killer Bread and has no say in the day-to-day -day operations. Now separated from the company that bears his name, Dave spends his time making African masks. And he thinks his picture on the bread packaging is a caricature of who he is. It really isn't me, Dave once said. The guy on the logo is fictitious. So Dave went from rags to riches and then back to rags again. And yet even when his life fell apart again, he was still blessed by God. He may have a broken relationship with his brother, but God still cares for him. And God still cares for Glenn. That means you are blessed too. When your life is going well, you are blessed. But when your life is not going well, when you're down in the dumps, when your relationships are broken, then Jesus promises you that you are still blessed too. God has not abandoned you. In fact, God remains with you, even in the hardest of times. No matter what troubles come your way, God is still holding on to you. That's a promise we all need to hear. And it's a promise 
that others need to hear through us. That's what happened when Jesus talked to the crowd on the mountain that day. And that's what happens when the Dave's Killer Bread Company hires ex-cons to be its employees. And in your own life. I bet you can think of somebody who needs to hear that. That God still cares for them too. And they need to hear it from you. So whether you are an ex-con, a jealous brother, a hard worker, a lazy bum, the president of a company, a regular employee, or just somebody trying to follow Jesus in this world, remember that God still loves you. You are blessed. No matter what happens, God's got you. That's a story worth telling. In the name of the one who redefines what it means to be blessed, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.